0: Welcome to the Pro Football Radio Podcast. We are at episode number 14. This is your co-host, Jay Chima, with the pride and joy of Nashua, New Hampshire, Juan De Puma.
1: Thank you, thank you. Far too kind. But just remember, born and raised in M Town, Merrimack.
0: Oh, we're changing it again
1: now? Merrimack.
0: We're changing it again now? Listen,
1: listen. By the way, by the way, we're at 15 now. We're at 15. For those of you that are trying to figure out, oh, are they cross-eyed and drooling? We are, because we've been spending, what, the last half hour trying to figure out why the microphones aren't picking up. So, this is a a good time. Are we really at
0: 15 or 14? This is
1: 15. 14 14 was last week, or the week before, because we took a week off. Yeah, fourteen. All right. All right, well, I guess we're at 15, bro. 15. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but no, seriously, seriously. Oh. We, we spent uh, about 45 <laughs> minutes trying to figure out why my microphone was being picked up, but Jay's wasn't, and then vice versa
0: oh but we do we have a show for you today oh yeah do we have a show for you
1: today <laughs> we're in the shoulder season of the the football calendar so uh we're just making fine. up stuff over here it's fine but yeah i
0: missed you last week we uh we didn't have an episode last week we were both busy with stuff um but it's good to be back man
1: yeah dude i'm stoked i'm yeah. stoked what'd you do on your time off
0: so my brother was in town uh we went down to new york city um and I was saying to you off uh, off the podcast, going to New York City is an adventure in itself, right? Um, and every time you go within the first hour, if you don't live there, something happens. To me personally, every time I go in the first hour, something happens that gets me jarred and gets me right back into that you know what? You're not in Connecticut anymore. It, it let, lets me know I'm in New York City. Um, and this time around, it was uh, we get down there, we get to the Uber, we're going down to downtown, I believe. And I see something out of the corner of my eye. It's um, the Uber's going about forty miles per hour, and it glimpsed, i get a glimpse into an alleyway. Wait,
1: forty wait, forty miles an hour in New York City. Yeah, traffic. it was
0: well, maybe less, maybe thirty miles per hour, whatever it was. <laughs> but it was moving really fast past an alleyway, and I see out of the corner of my eye, just like a snippet of this alleyway of a homeless man and a cat fighting. <laughs> what? <laughs> like it's, oh, funny my, because, uh, I, it's funny because it's funny because. The homeless man had something in his hand. I I, I don't want to say it's a knife. Maybe it was a, like a broom or something. Something small, kind of like a little like club or something, get off right? My property. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden like he's like jabbing, right? And then I see this cat just lunge.
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> and it's funny because I just get a glimpse. I just got a snapshot of what was happening in the alleyway, and yeah. obviously the Uber was gone at that point. But I've been thinking about that for the week now. I'm like, what does this guy's life come to where he's oh, like...
1: Homeless dude fighting a cat. Yeah, dude. Swash buckler style. You, you ever
0: see like uh, like a comic book still? Like an action shot? Yeah. That's what I have of that alleyway. It's just dark alley. There's a homeless man right here. And then there's cat lunging. Yes. And that's been ingrained in my mind.
1: <laughs> you win. And
0: like, I and I I'm like, I, don't know, I guess I'm in New York City. <laughs> I, better,
1: I better... Lace up your boots, buddy boy. Oh, no, no, that, that's great. Your you brother have a good time?
0: My brother had a great time, man. He was out here for the first time in Connecticut. Um, visiting me. Um, I've been out here for three years or so, and this is the first time family has come and visited me, yeah. so it was, uh, it was really nice to have them out here.
1: That's good, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah.
0: How about you? What, you? what did you do?
1: Oh, God, what did I do? Uh, surprised my dad. I picked him up at the airport. He had to go down to Brazil and, you know, handle some uh, some family business, so it was, he was happy. I surprised him at the airport. Oh, nice, man. So I uh, picked him up at Boston Logan. That was a job and a half because you figured, like, if you're coming back from a flight, like, you're going to leave through the arrival gate right sure Sure. no not not homeboy no he somehow found a way (laughs) to go to debauchers debauchers, huh so here i am at at logan and i'm sitting like right in front of a state trooper and waiting waiting for my dad and we keep calling him but i don't want to say anything because i'm trying to surprise him so my mom and sis are trying to give him directions and we're trying to figure out where he's at and it's it's not working and finally i'm just like tell him have him look around and say what he sees and he said that he was near departures I'm like you got to be freaking kidding me so go out I missed the exit to get back into the airport so I had to go down the highway again bang a Utah dude it was a whole friggin' process but long story short surprised my dad finally saw Avengers Endgame oh how'd you like it it was good yeah I need to see it again Right? Um that's there, what I thought as well. There's there's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. And what messed me up a little bit was I didn't see Ant Man and the Wasp. And mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet. And I didn't see Thor the Dark World. So I'm watching these movies, and I'm like, I didn't realize Thor's mom died. Like I had no idea. Um and then you know, it's that was kind, kind of, of sad. That was a
0: heartfelt it moment. Was was Thor was Thor got fucked around in this movie, man. They, yep. they took him to town. You know? <laughs> they did. They did.
1: He looked like the dude. I mean, it's two weeks out. we yeah. got to talk about it. Oh, yeah. It, I right? guess so, yeah. So, I mean, he looks like the dude from the Big Lebowski. But then, like, at the beginning part of the movie, Ant-Man is stuck in the quantum realm. And I'm trying to figure out why he got there. Yep. So, I see the endgame movie. And then, a couple of days later, I watch Ant-Man vs. the Wasp. And I see the post scene. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yep. Blew my mind. It yep. explained... So much. Yeah, well,
0: all 22 movies in phase in this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe led up to this point. So yeah, everything yeah. is kind of interwoven into into the storyline of Endgame. Yeah. So, um, but I, I was I, my favorite character in the MCU. Quickly is uh, it, well, listen. So my favorite character used to be Iron Man, like everybody else growing up, right? But quickly, um, Thor has become my favorite MCU character. He was absolutely hilarious in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just how his story arc has become in this latest Endgame, where, like, yeah, he was like a joke, but he was still like heartfelt. And he has those moments where he's right. like sleeping in the meeting room and he has the glasses on. They're like, is they it, he sleeping is he right now? Yeah, yeah, say <laughs> And at the end, the last scene with him and Peter Quill on the ship, where are about to go off.
1: Oh, yeah, we're the, like, fight night. <laughs> well, well,
0: at the end of the day, I think they're going to go ahead and uh, just marry him into that Guardians of the Galaxy Three story, like he's gonna be on that ship. He's gonna be on the ship with Quill, and I think it's gonna be comedy gold going forward. So, but um, I definitely,
1: I definitely need to see see it again. There was like there was a lot to take in, mm -hmm. and out of the two, like Infinity Wars is just to me like it's so much better. Yeah, there's more
0: action, there's more fighting. It's just a better story in general. Yeah, yeah, so I mean,
1: it, it seemed like they were just trying to do like really snippets and kind of, in my opinion, rush. The plot yeah. to just get to the final showdown. Yeah. and
0: that I mean, and that final showdown was dope. Uh, I mean, that like la- that iconic like image of all of like Cap and right. everybody standing behind him, and you know Thor. I'm sorry, uh, what's his name? Thanos and everybody standing behind right. him. It was kind of badass, you it, know? Was,
1: it was, but like, listen, if you're if the movie's only three hours, don't rush the damn shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, turn that into apocalypse now if right. you have to.
0: Speaking of movies, I saw a movie Friday night that you would be really proud of. Me.
1: Did you watch Forrest Gump all the way through? Absolutely
0: not. I did not watch For- oh, Forrest Gump. Really? I don't Dump. want to
1: hear this noise.
0: It was uh, another movie from the 80s. It, was, uh, it came out before I was even born. Um, Back to the Future. I right. finally got on to watching that. And I shred lightly. Surprisingly, I enjoyed it. Okay. Surprisingly, I enjoyed <laughs> Once it. You
1: know? <laughs> Once you hit eighty eight miles an hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Now, I
0: really liked, like like uh, what's that kid's name? Um, Martin McFly Yes, yeah. I liked him. I liked his storyline. I liked how like he went in the past and saw like With his the pops. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Dream. It was it was cool. It was kind of cool and like you know sweet seeing his like you know mom and dad and stuff. Um, but I didn't like that old dude, the Doc. I don't like him. He's just he kind of very like Doc Brown. I don't know. He just didn't do anything for me, right? Um, But what I had an issue with was that Biff dude that dude seemed like he's going to be a rapist girl like he was already Look t- at the- <laughs> the- I, was, I was sitting there I was like you cannot have this movie today you cannot
1: have
0: times have like changed trying to
1: rape his mom I before. know right I was like uh
0: uh-huh. should I be like offended but right can now
1: can we just address the-, the fact that there are times in the movie where you're wondering is Marty McFly going to get the third base with his mom I know right I'm like, I'm like that was the
0: funniest thing about this whole thing I was like oh my god like his mom is such a sloop back in the days
1: <laughs> I mean listen Leah Thompson her anything she was fine Fine. I
0: just wanted like, that movie. Well, so we, we actually went down. So me, a good friend of mine, Nicole, um, like, was like, hey, let's go out to uh, Two Worlds Brewery down in right. Stratford. And it's really cool, man. we got to go this summer where yeah, they yeah. have every every Friday they have movies. And they, like, take the whole parking lot of Stratford uh, Two Worlds Brewery put up a massive screen. There's like outdoor, outdoor like vendors with like ice cream. There's like, you know, like food and stuff. And you yeah. bring your own launchers, you sit down, you watch them. It was absolutely amazing. Um the issue was halfway through, around nine PM it got really cold.
1: hmm
0: And I didn't bring a blanket with me. Well
1: here you go. <laughs>
0: Cole and I grabbed, right? and Nicole brought out like a little picnic, like blanket you lay down uh-huh. and you sit on. And I started using that as a blanket. I'm like, this is the worst blanket ever. I'm still fucking cold. What's wrong with this? It's a picnic I'm like, blanket. I'm like Nicole. What's wrong with this blanket? And she was like, you moron. That's for the ground.
1: Yeah, the only person going to use that blanket is Yogi Bear. Come on,
0: <laughs> Christ. But no, I, I did enjoy Back to the Future, and uh, I will probably have to watch Back to the Future too.
1: See. Here's my thing. Back to the Future 1, gold. Second one, good. Third one, eh. For those of you who have seen The Godfather Part 3, you don't really need to see it. You just need to see the first two, and you just end it and call it a day. But, you know, if you want to put a bow on the series, you can watch it. But in my opinion, you're not missing much. Yeah. Stick with the first two.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I um, I got all those references finally like, on Why the DeLorean are so popular and this and that. Um, but yeah, I had a good time. I yeah. generally was like, you know what?
1: I had a good time. It was awesome. It was like ahead of its time too. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion
0: too. Um,
1: Before we get to actual football stuff,
0: I have one last thing I want to discuss.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: There's an event that happens to me per week on a weekly basis that just triggers me, right? I'll usually have a good week and there's just one small event that just kind of pisses me off beyond belief and it almost destroys my week, right?
1: Yeah.
0: This week, you know what it was? What? The fucking stupid world, baby. I am sick and
1: Wait, tired. Roller baby? The royal baby. Oh, royal baby. You know what, dude? I am yes. sick and tired. I'm of am pity back on this. I am this sick when you're and done. tired
0: of the royals. I am so sick and tired of their bullshit. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I don't want our e. I don't fucking ABC and you know CBS news coverage covering that bullshit. Right. Um, I'm just tired of the royal family in general. They don't do nothing. They're worthless. And now they have this shitty baby that they're sticking down our fucking throats. I'm tired of it, dude.
1: Can we just talk about like we broke away? From England and the American we Revolution. Won. We and won. now, if you look at every royal wedding or a royal baby, or if they did, like, a royal gender reveal party, they would probably have ratings through the roof. Like, we're all about trying to go back home. We all want to be British all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, oh, pip-pip cheerio. Oh, my God, the royal baby. I don't care. If George Washington
0: care. saw how this this actually plays out, and we're, like, you know, just celebrating the royal baby, he would be rolling over in his grave right now.
1: No, no. Dude, like, he didn't go through war for this shit. Like... <laughs> you know? You don't even know what you're doing with Brexit. Like you have no idea. Theresa May may be out of the government by the by the end of the week. Who knows? She's going to resign. they they're, they're in limbo, and everybody just drops. Everything to care about. Dude, like, what the hell is the baby's name? I don't, Sussex? It was like, it was, was it, like it was like
0: Archie or something.
1: No, no. That's that's even like tame. I think it's like Sussex. No, it was Archie, bro. It's Archie. It was Archie because really? they wanted
0: to have a name that would unite both America and England. I don't know how they picked Archie. Archie? Yeah.
1: But for Archie Manning? I, ho- I, ho- I <laughs> hope to no, God, God no. <laughs> the, the, the
0: Manning Strikes again, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. No, I hope not. But no, every single time I see the royal wedding or the royal family, I don't, care. I don't give a fuck, dude. I could care less. No. Go fuck yourself. Listen, I'm not a big Trump supporter at all, and we're not get into politics here. Believe me, we're not gonna get into it, right? But I love. I mean, we kind
1: of did with the royal baby. <laughs> I loved.
0: I loved when he went over there and he walked in front of the uh, the Queen. You remember that? the whole oh. like so apparently when you walk with the crew you're supposed to, to walk to her side right n- or maybe behind her one of those two but you're never supposed to walk in front of her this dude went out there straight up was walking in front of her and everybody in England was losing their shit I'm just like that's my boy right there oh. <laughs> that's team Trump I get it oh my god
1: here we go yeah. make America great again
0: <laughs> but uh but yeah man that was the one thing that almost kind of derailed my week but uh, I kind of
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you agree, we finally agree on something. I'm trying to go on Twitter and look at stuff, and like, I don't care about the royal baby. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. care.
0: Yeah, and like, not to be like crass, but like, um, yeah, I shouldn't go there, but even when Princess Diana died, I was too young, but I didn't care, you know what I'm saying? But my parents were all like, you know, weepy-eyed about it, which I don't understand, they're like, from Pakistan, and they're like, big into like, oh my god, Princess Diana died, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, yeah, like, I, I, know, I, 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 I just to
0: fake care because, you know, obviously my parents yeah, are straight. I was like, oh, yeah. but I deep know, down, like, I was like yeah. I
1: remember. I remember the funeral, and yeah. I mean that was, I mean not to sound again crass, but that was almost like must watch TV. Like that was that was my Kennedy. That, yeah. that was my JFK. I guess okay, you say. okay, I get it. So then, like you know, everyone in the Silver House is watching that, and then yeah. like my sis is watching Elton John playing Candle in the Wind, mm-hmm. and I, I mean I couldn't tell you. I I, I, I don't know. I, I not care. Th- I think I, I, ca- would, I cared, but I didn't care. If that makes any sense.
0: I think I would be better with the royal family. I would accept them more if they were if they had interest in our royal family the Kardashians like no, if
1: I was with no, you.
0: if Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are on British TV with their shitty no. kids
1: then I am I'm like oh, you know what Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a not, fair trade it's not OG's fault <laughs> It's a the fair royal family's in power no fair it's fair. all OG's fault because hey we, we, we couldn't good,
0: good side note here who would be America's royal family
1: America's royal family yeah. oh jeez yeah. would it be okay. Jerry
0: Jones and his family who would Jerry it be?
1: Jones? Yeah, who would be the World Family of America? Who would be like, this is the... I mean, from a worldwide view, pff, Christ, it probably is the Kardashians. I don't know. That's I mean, right? it, I, right? it might be, it's but I'm just... I'm Kardashians,
0: gonna... Trumps, um, who else? Like, who could it possibly be?
1: I mean, is it, it the Trumps? It used to be the Kennedys. It used to be. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, who knows?
0: Probably Caroline's
1: low-key. I don't who, know. Who's Caroline? Caroline Kennedy, yeah. uh, the daughter of JFK. Mm, okay. I don't know. All right. But yeah, that's kind of. I mean, I'm gonna die on this hill, Jay. That, like <laughs> it's all OJ's fault. Like that's fine. I don't care if the outside world, some guy from you know Matobo or Mozambique, Zimbabwe, is like, oh, I want to go to America to see the Kardashians. Is there the definition of America. That's fine. I'm still gonna die on that hill. That is OJ's fault. All you to do, all you to do is just be like, I'm OJ Simpson. I have all this money. I can like row, you know, boats and hose kind of deal. And no, no, we got hung up about. Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman coming back, dropping sunglasses off. And I got—I just got a lot of people's heads off. Thanks. Thanks. I feel like, you, I feel like you, you like put you, this whole thing no, it's a like, warp speed. Like, I didn't even go there. Like, I think you just, love, you just love bringing that up. It's all his fault. It's all his fault.
0: It's all his <laughs> fault.
1: It's all I, was, I was trying fault. to get
0: to the bottom of who's America's royal family, and you're like
1: fucking OJ. I'm it. saying the, the outside world might think it's the Kardashians and Kanye West and Northwest the baby and Southeast West the, I, the I, other kid.
0: I call I call her Southwest Airlines Kardashian. So.
1: <laughs> that's,
0: that's her official. I'm just
1: saying OJ's fault is going to be the hill I will die on. All
0: right, that's cool, man. That's cool. All right. Let's actually get into some football, right? Yeah, right. Um, so this week, what we're going to do is we're actually going to go through each division. Um, we're not going to actually pick the the winners and losers or the actual, like, records overall. We're just going to give you a general feel of who we think we're leaning mm-hmm. towards post-draft. We're, we've taken all the information um, after the draft, all the undrafted free agent signings. Um, we're just going to kind of give you a, uh, a good idea of what exactly is going to be in regards to who's going to win the divisions.
1: Right, right. You want
0: to start with AFC East?
1: Yeah, AFC East. Go for it. I mean... It's the, it's the Patriots division. Damn, damn right! I, mean, I love it what you really said. There's, there's, there's a reason why, <laughs> you know, they've won it for what 11 straight years. Yeah. Like, I mean, it is. It, 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 it biased aside, they had a really good draft. It had a great draft. I mean, the rich get richer. You know. I mean, I'm going to say this again. Nikhil Harry, that's a great pickup. Yeah. A, a giant target for uh, for Tom Brady in the red zone. It, the Jawan Williams, cornerback, you know, you can never have enough defensive backs. And Chase Winovich, I think that was a diamond in the rough. That was a true value find. Uh,
0: I don't want to be a homer here. That's a great pick right there. But he has the makings of potential defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Like, with his... And nobody's
1: talking about With it. his motor.
0: And that's the ultimate Patriot pick, man. They're not going to pick on that on that Michigan defensive line.
1: Mm-hmm. There
0: was Rashawn Gray. Gary, or Gary, Gary. whatever it is. and yep. And uh, Winovich. And obviously... Gray went much higher in the first round, but Vinwich is going to be that player that's actually going to produce more in the NFL.
1: Right. And he, I think he would essentially fill where Trey Flowers was. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely okay. on the defensive line. And yep.
1: then, uh, I mean, Damien Harris, he brought this up. I yeah. I mean, versatile running back. He was second to uh, Joshua Jacobs at yep. Alabama. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he's super versatile. And just another body and a hydra running attack. Yep. So yep. you can never and have enough, especially if you're kind of thin at wide receiver. Yeah. Line up James White, like you said, on the outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they can all catch the ball. Just sure. sort of Rex Burkhead maybe. But, hey, that's that's they had a great draft. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, we're not gonna, I'm not going go through all that again just because we've already done this. But, like, Patriots think I'm in the division, hands down. Um, mm-hmm. Now, coming in second, um, I'm torn between the Jets and the Bills. Both made great moves. Um, I think I'm leaning more towards the Jets just because of what they did on the defense uh, defensive side. Right. Um, just because of Jamal Adams, um, C.J. Mosley, Quinn Williams. Um, who's the defensive lineman they have that's really good? Um, I, mean, he, I forget his name, but he's also really good as well. And I think on that defensive, on the defensive front, um, additionally with the second year of Sam Darnold, uh, with Le'Veon Bell, I think the Jets will be the second-best team in that division with the Bills probably coming in third and Dolphins fourth. Right, and they got high
1: the Polite, too. I mean, he fell to the, I think it was like the third round, mm-hmm. but he was a first-round talent. His only issue was he stuck at interviews at the Combine. But I'm going to go opposite. I got a Buffalo finishing second. I've, I've been bullish on Buffalo. And I know. I I'm going to die and on. I see
0: that. I see that. I can totally see your point of view. I can totally see it being flip-flop between Jets and Bills on the second yeah, spot.
1: Just I, I'd like to add Oliver Perk prick ed oliver pick <laughs> ed oliver mean, prick. <laughs> his, head, his head coach at houston might say he was a prick but i'm not saying that uh, ed oliver had fallen to nine and they just finally gave josh josh allen weapons and they got some offensive linemen in the draft too to keep him upright and keep him from running so that's my pick pats bills we kind of have second and third inverse by yeah that, right? and then
0: Dolphins being last, right?
1: I do have the Dolphins finishing last. Yeah.
0: What's I, the what's your outtake on the Dolphins this year? Are they gonna be, um, and I'll give a forty because you're an expert here, but are they gonna be like, you know, like four and twelve or are they gonna be like one and fifteen or I
1: mean last season they were seven and nine. I mean, I I seem like the, I mean every team in this division made improvements. I just think the Dolphins are kinda of, they're playing the long game, trying to get picks for twenty twenty and, and further down the road, so they're finally coming around the idea to losing. I think they could be a four to six win team. Wow. Honestly, yeah. I thought probably tank for
0: hopefully two or. I mean, for, uh, right. <laughs>
1: I mean and, you know, the Dolphins they have low risk. If if Rosen doesn't pan out, they can go back in the the, the quarterback pool. I mean, they, they they're really in the driver's seat at that point. Sure, Rosen's going to a air quote better offensive line than what he had in Arizona, so mm-hmm. he could surprise some people. I would be surprised if they were beyond a six win team. Sure.
0: Um, Okay, Uh, AFC North next. Um, This is a division that, truthfully, there's two divisions we're going to talk about today, the NFC East and the AFC North, and maybe one more that I really... It's up in the air, dude. It's truly up in the air. I had a hard
1: time with this, too. Like,
0: it's so up in the air, and it's so far in advance. And and we're just going to give you a general feel what we think is going to happen now. Obviously, we'll make our picks before the NFL season starts. Um, I have a firm belief in once the last preseason game uh, concludes, that's when you can make your picks of the season because that's when all the cuts come. That's when all the uh, injuries come from training camp, and that's a good meter. But as of right now, if I had to pick... I think the Browns will win that division. I think with all the hype that's around them, that's the only issue I have is if the hype—if they start out, you know, zero and four or one and three—and the hype gets to them and the pressure gets to them, they're gonna fold big time.
1: Dude, what happens if yeah. they, we talked about this on uh, Wednesday, like little pre-production meeting? What happens if Week One they get their teeth kicked in yep. by Tennessee, mm-hmm. and I think they're playing at home. Mm-hmm. If they lose in Cleveland to mm-hmm. Tennessee, which, by all intents and purposes, not, not throwing shade to a Titans fan, they're kind of the. The, the least in that AFC South. Sure. And you're going against this air, air quote powerhouse in the NFC North now. They get their kick teeth, their teeth kicked
0: in. Yeah, Man, and then if them. they oh, lose, let's, let's say they lose that game, and then they go to week two and they play um, the Jets on Monday Night Football. Could you imagine if they lose that game on a pro- on the the national stage? The and, and if they lose, if they go one two, with that second loss being against the Jets on a national stage, oh, it's gonna come. Right. The the the, the already gonna start. You know. Right. Um. So it all depends on how they come out of the gate uh, on the first four games. If they come out two and two, three and one, four and zero. Oh, I I think they will win the division, but if they come out under 500 in those first right. four games, they have ooh, to come ooh, that's out gonna, and two. because stacked from top to bottom, the Browns and the Chargers probably have the best athletic players. They have the best NFL right. players on a roster, but then again, we all know it's not about just pure talent. It's about chemistry, right. putting a team together, and all that stuff. So um, I think it will be the Browns. I'm second. I think. I think. I really don't know. There's three teams right there that, between the Bengals, Ravens, and um, Steelers, I absolutely hate Lamar Jackson. I think he's worthless as a quarterback. The Steelers are a dark horse. They could be either really good or really bad. And I think, I think I might be leaning towards the Bengals. I think they might finally put out something of a valuable product. Mm-hmm. I think with the new coach coming over from the Los Angeles Rams, um, Zach Smith, I believe his name is. Uh, Zach, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. Um, I think he will do wonders for A.J. Green and uh, Andy Dalton um, in that offensive-minded passing attack. So, I don't know, man. There's a lot to still... Unfold before the season starts, um, but as of right now, I think it'll probably be Browns, Bengals, Steelers, and Ravens.
1: Right, and just a piggyback on the Bengals. I mean, I did key additions, and one of the additions was my old rule: addition by subtraction. They got rid of Marvin Lewis, and listen, yeah. the guy, the guy was a stalwart for the Bengals to you know the, the ownership's credit they stuck by their guy but they haven't been they haven't won a playoff game since I mean I was in elementary school Zach Taylor's going to open up the playbook you only have so many years left with uh, Andy Dalton yeah. and, and A.J. Green well this is if
0: Andy Dalton if, if he doesn't pan out with Zach Taylor um, I think this is when they're like alright you know what we need to start finding a backup quarterback there was some rumblings right now they uh,
1: went in the draft.
0: there was a lot of rumblings in this draft that maybe they should take a quarterback to replace Andy Dalton but they obviously right. are thinking they can give him another year and then so. I
1: mean they got probably the best offensive tackle Jonah Williams and then they addressed their, their gla- one of the glaring holes on defense which is linebacker I mean Cincinnati was almost historically bad last season and to say that one of their key losses was Vontaze Burfect, who anyone that watches football knows he's a friggin lunatic it'd be that he's, that's a saying piece of crap. Something. he's a piece of crap that's saying something he's a piece so, of crap i hate him. Of the draft they got uh jermaine pratt from north carolina state they they got him i'm gonna go i'm with you i got browns first but i wasn't real comfortable going with mm-hmm. the browns at first because mm-hmm. you have the general manager and the head coach saying you know essentially we haven't won shit yet so like we're, we're just trying to focus on otas and mini uh, mandatory mini camp and training camp and then you have the roster starting to chirp. You have OBJ coming out saying, like, oh, I want to turn, I want to be here for five years. I want he to, needs turn to shut th- up. Yeah. yeah. It's not even just that. It's like OBJ comes out saying, I want to turn this team into the Patriots within five years of being here and win titles. Okay. And then you have uh, Miles Garrett coming out chirping that uh, Greg Williams held him back on a defensive move saying, you only need two moves to be successful. And it's like, okay. You're talking about the guy that did Bounty Gate and you're saying he told you to hold back? Dude, I'm not buying that. I'm buying like that. it's you know, it's really saying something you're chirping now that he's out the door and then their draft pick, the second round second rounder, Greedy Williams on the microphone talking comes shit. Yeah. out and says, "Oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl next year." Like, so there's so
0: much shit talking out there. Jesus. So like
1: you better win. You better win out the gate and you better win fast because if you go 0 and 2, you're going to hear it from everywhere about, oh. oh, the Patriots in five years, and oh, this rookie popping off, and what what's Freddie Kitchens doing? Everyone already has Freddie Kitchens under the microscope, so they, they're going to have to win. And I got Baltimore as second, mm-hmm. just because they, they got Mark Ingram. They've already established that they're going to be a, a run-first team. We all know Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball, despite what Harbaugh has come out saying. He's improved his throwing ability, and they got Hollywood Brown. They're going to be a run-first team. They're probably going to be one of the league leaders in rushing attempts over Jacksonville.
0: Hollywood Brown is going to expose the inadequacies that Lamar Jackson has... At quarterback, and
1: it's kind of interesting. They took Chase McSorley. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. later on at in of the Penn rounds. State. Yep, I Who saw can, that. Now, interesting
0: because that he can also run.
1: And, but he, he can throw.
0: He can plug and play into that offense. Yep. but he can throw as well. Mm-hmm. I've watched uh, Chase McSorley for a couple of years at Penn State, being an Ohio State fan, and he is straight up plug and play into that offense. And if Lamar Jackson he pan it out, throw him in there.
1: Yep. So I mean, I got Baltimore second, but I mean the. This division is a toss-up.
0: Yeah, it's a toss-up, dude. Seriously. Like this is one of the hardest ones I been picking, you know?
1: If Cincinnati, if Cincinnati can address their defense in a fast way, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. knows? Yeah. I, they could be the dark horse team of the AFC yeah. altogether if yeah. they fix that defense. Because Jesus Christ, like we we probably could have started on that defense. Sure, sure. Um, okay, moving on next uh
0: to the AFC South. Um, I have the Houston Texans winning this division. Um uh, the Colts coming in second. Um, I believe the Jaguars will be third, and then uh, the Tennessee Titans are fourth. Um, there's a lot in this division as well that uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. I really don't know where to go as well, but I think if I had to pick right now, post draft, I think um, this will be a year that the. Um, Deshaun Watson and Bill O'Brien put it together and actually make a deep run in the playoffs. I think they'll win the division They will make make actually win a couple of games and go to the AFC championship game
1: Yeah, I mean Houston made moves. Uh, they, they took it's I think within the first three rounds. They took two Offensive linemen. I mean even the the general manager and the head coach came out and said that they quote need bodyguards for Deshaun Watson uh, <laughs> Deshaun I mean that was straight from a video that they had on their Instagram page yeah. of you know their war room and listen, Watson, I think, was if he wasn't the most sacked or hit quarterback in the league last year, he was top three. Like that offensive line was a sieve. So they, they, they have to protect the investment. So I liked what they did. I have them second. I'm going Colts okay. only because they got Paris Campbell to line up opposite of uh, T.Y. Hilton. Know, T. Y. Hilton. Yep. They, uh, they addressed the defense with Justin Houston in, in uh, free agency, I'm pretty sure. And you know what? They kept their cap space intact. So say if they wanted to go after a Gerald McCoy in Tampa Bay who's starting to become the squeaky wheel and they wanted to add more to the defense, Mm -hmm. they could. They picked up the cornerback, Rocky Asin, Mm -hmm. uh, to address the the secondary. I think they're the most complete team, Mm -hmm. in my opinion.
0: One. The uh, the Jeremy McCoy thing is interesting because there's a lot of, there's been a lot of rumblings for uh, the Cleveland Browns trading for him. Um, Where are you gonna fit him though? I know, I know. Um, uh, Dorsey apparently loves um, McCoy, and uh, I believe there was some interest. Uh, I believe last week, and uh, there's some rumblings between both teams, but it never panned into anything. But I wouldn't be shocked right. if McCoy goes up towards uh, Cleveland, and and just by being a just by that interaction, I can tell the Browns are in it to win man. They right. are, they are so aggressive but right just now. he's
1: tied up like two years, three years worth of money to Sheldon Richardson. Like, right. I mean, that'd be great, but where, where are you gonna put I mean, him? Could you
0: imagine Joe McCoy, Richardson, uh, Miles Garrett? Uh, dude, that that's a Nazi defense right there.
1: Uh, I think he looked good in blue and white. You got that rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, that linebacker from last season. Uh, the name space to yes, me. Justin Houston. Yeah,
0: linebacker. I forget his name.
1: Yeah, McCoy. Yeah. That. that that, I mean, that defense—they really weren't getting a whole lot of pressure. That that was one the one knock was the Colts defense wasn't really yeah. quarterback pressure ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got Colts, Texans second. I got the Jaguars third, only because Nick Foles is there. But who is he throwing the ball to? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's DD Westbrook and I think Keel, Keelan Cole. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they're gonna lead. They're gonna be a run heavy team, but. You want to air the ball out. Nick Foles can push the ball down the field, and I just don't know who's going to catch it. So, yeah. who knows? I mean, their defense is still intact, so the defense can carry them to some wins. I got the Titans bringing up the rear. Cool, cool. Um, AFC uh, West. I'm going
0: to go with the Chiefs here. Uh, I love how they addressed uh, the defensive end quite a bit in free agency and uh, the draft. They took on Tyre Matthew. Um, they ended up uh, taking on that kid Frank Clark from uh, Seattle, giving him a big contract. Yep. Um, even though Tyreek Hill's not going to be there, I still think they'll have a dynamic offense with uh, with Pat Mahomes, and they'll probably end up winning that division.
1: Especially um, with the uh, Harbin, that kid they picked up from Georgia. Exactly,
0: right? That, that's a that's a clear-on replacement with Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a good chance Tyreek Hill will never play in the NFL again, and let's hope that's, a, that's the right. case. Um, second in that, elite, in that division, I think the Chargers are going to make a hard run again. Um, I, obviously, they have one of the most stacked um, rosters in all the football. They just can't seem to put it together. I think it's that inexperience that they... Uh that they have, um, they don't have. They don't know how to win just yet. I know Philip Rivers has been around for a while, but that team is young. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even the head coaching staff is a little young. And that was on full display when they went up to Indiana, uh, New England last year and kind of got their doors blown off. Yeah. Um, third in that division is probably going to be um, the Raiders. Um, they've made a lot of noise. A lot of noise. Oh,
1: shit. You got the Broncos coming up in the rear.
0: Broncos are straight up last. I have no faith in Joe Flacco. They'll be probably like I would say. Four and ten, and they're gonna throw out Drew Lock for the last two games of the year, I'm just to give him some experience. But they're not gonna be good, man.
1: I'm gonna go. For, I got the Chargers going first, just because I I have more faith a little bit in that offense. Just because we all agree to a man that Tyree Hill has no place in the league, mm-hmm. but the league hasn't come out and said anything yet. Yeah, so piece of it, shit. it could be the ultimate plot twist. Piece of crap. Yeah. I, I just need I
0: need man to get in line with. Tyree Kill and say,
1: you're fire! Tyree Kill, you're fire!
0: Dude, once an episode, we just got to drop that you in. Gotta
1: drop that for our boy Freddie. <laughs> but, um, no, I, got, I mean, I got the Chargers. I, I can
0: feel my throat already.
1: <laughs> I got the Chargers. You got Melvin Gordon still there. You got uh, Keenan Allen and, and, you know, Big uh, Big Williams on the other side of the field. You, you know, you got my boy, uh, Philip Rivers. And they added to that secondary that was already good with the Nasir Adderley. He was probably one of the best uh, safeties in the in the draft. I think they're they're the most complete team on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Uh, the, I got the Chiefs coming in second. They address some of the defensive issues with the new defensive coordinator and Steve Spagnuolo. They got Frank Clark. Uh, they took a couple of defensive tackles and safeties in the draft to address the, the glaring holes that were on the AFC on display in the AFC Championship game. And Cole Hardman, like we said for the past two weeks, planning for life after Tyreek Hill. Like yeah. you still need someone to stretch the field. He can totally do that. I have the Broncos third. Oh really? Wow. Just because Flacco can push the ball down the field. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be light years better than Case Keenum. I think Case Keenan was just a flash in the pan in Minnesota, in my opinion. Um, and then they have that run game with Philip Lindsay. He's going to be back, my boy, Mighty Mouse, Philip Lindsay. And then uh, Josh, Josh Freeman, his last name's Freeman. Yeah. I think he's going to get more carries. He's probably going to be uh, the the bruiser out of the two, just because. I mean, he's built like my refrigerator over here. Nice. CJ Anderson, part two. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. No, CJ was the whirlpool. Yeah, the whirlpool. And then yeah. I got the Raiders coming up in the rear, just because. They made improvements on the defense, but it's not going to be enough in this high power division. Um, And then who knows with Antonio Brown? Like, Mm -hmm. if he's not get, He's he's established. He's one of those guys that. If if he's getting those looks, it doesn't matter if it's in a win or a loss. As long as he's happy.
0: Um, Do you think Drew Locke will play this year? Because I think he'll play the last two or three games when they're just out of it and they want to give him some experience. Uh, Do you think Drew Locke will step in for
1: the Broncos this year? Mm, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't think. I can't remember where their bye week is. If they're maybe a few games below 500,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I could see it, just because they have no risk involved. They they only burnt, For once, they were patient and waited, and they only burned a second-round draft pick on, sure. them, on them. So sure. if they wanted to start him towards the end of the year, if they weren't panning out, and then all of next season, they're not really tied to guaranteed money with Joe Flacco, and they only have a second-round draft pick in Drew Locke, why not roll the dice? I think you're going to see Flacco all year unless he gets knocked out. Sure. But yeah. that's just me.
0: Who do you think plays before... I'm sorry. Who do you think will play um, quicker? Daniel
1: Jones or Drew Locke? Uh, probably DJ. Really? I think... I. Some of the the offensive coordinator uh, Shula came out at a press conference earlier this week saying that if you know if need be he could start Week One. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing more rumblings of uh, talent evaluators and scouts come out and say, at least when they're at Giants camp, sure. that he can run the offense. Sure. He's pushing the ball down the field. He's athletic. He can do the job that needs to be done. I honestly think that if they're below 500. Five games in, mm-hmm. he's gonna start. I think he's gonna start sooner. All right, long, cool. Long answer, yes. <laughs> cool,
0: cool. We should say that for the next division, which is the NFC East, right? Yep. Um, this is one of those divisions that I said I have absolutely no idea on. This is one of those divisions you can't pick, man, and especially with all the turmoil, everything that's going around, all the bullshit. Um, especially, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, it would probably come down to the Eagles and the Cowboys. That's right. Win that division, I just don't know who it will be. Uh, It's a toss-up, truthfully. Um, And then probably third place will be um, the Redskins um, with Dwayne Haskins, probably stepping in week one, truthfully. I think
1: he's going to win out. I think this whole thing is Jay Gruden, at this point, has tied his job to Dwayne Haskins. Sure, sure. And,
0: like, obviously uh, this – Take it with a grain of salt because um, it is what it is. But out of training camp, I'm sorry, out of rookie minicamp already, they're saying Haskins look look great, right? But okay. then again, they're gonna say that just again, like they said, Daniel Jones looked great in rookie minicamp. So right. I don't put too much stock into that. But I want
1: to see what happens when the, with the veterans. Exactly
0: right. So um, he'll he'll end up starting, and it will be third place, and then the fourth and last place Giants. Complete dumpster fire. Hate everything they do. a piece of crap. It is right. what it is.
1: I mean. I'm going with the Eagles just because they made improvements on the defense. They they got Malik Jackson to replace uh, Michael Bennett. Mm-hmm. Michael, Michael Bennett, Bennett went up to New England. Uh, they got Deshaun Jackson to go outside, and they Jordan Howard, Doug Peterson, even from fantasy perspectives. Any running back in the Eagle system is going to drive you bonkers because there's like five people, and he's trying to split the carries between five different bodies. But I think Jordan Howard and that running back they picked up out of Penn State, uh, Miles uh, Miles Sanders, he played second fiddle to Saquon Barkley, and he was his successor. Uh, I think that's going to be the those are the lead backs is Howard and, and Sanders with a little bit of Josh Adams sprinkled in there. I got the Cowboys second, uh, just because. You know, it's it's Dallas. In my opinion, to sound like Stephen A. Smith, they're going to start off hot, and then they're going to fade towards the end. And now we're not even at mandatory minicamp, and there's contract disputes or rumblings between is Ezekiel Elliott going to get paid? Uh, Amari Cooper is asking for an insane amount of money for, in my opinion, being one of the most inconsistent wide receivers in the league over the past couple of years. And is Dak Prescott worth $30 billion a year? Absolutely I don't think so. I mean, he's te- he's like, a, a, I guess you could say a game manager. Like, yeah. he can run the ball. He can't I think I, he's I a little, he throw the ball
0: down. He's a, a little better than a game manager, but he's not that elite he's level, right? So he, he'll, he'll be in that spot where he's better than Alex Smith, but obviously he's not that Carson Wentz level. You know what and I'm like saying? Like,
1: out of those three, Zeke needs to get paid because... Mm-hmm. He's the when main the, driving the offense, force of that offense. Before, before Amari Cooper got there, when that offense was sputtering, it wasn't Dak that put the team on his back it was to Zeke. get them those It was Zeke. Yep. It was Zeke with that offensive line. Yep. Zeke needs to get paid.
0: And on top of that, Amari Cooper needs to stop with his fucking request of $16 million a year. Are you kidding me, bro? Dude,
1: you're one like, step away from being dude, considered a bust. Dude, what I'm have you good. done?
0: Like You're good, I get it, but you're not that good. You're not $16 million a year good, right? So chill the hell out. Chill I mean, the, the last...
1: Out. I don't know, the last two two years that I've seen of Amari Cooper, he had, like, one really monster game for the Oakland Raiders when they made it a point to just force-feed him the ball mm-hmm. with, like, 15 care catches and, like, 230 yards and three touchdowns. I know because I faced the guy that had Amari Cooper on yeah. his fantasy team yeah. that week.
0: And Cooper needs to understand, like, if he takes all the money and Zeke leaves— Then he's fucked because Zeke taking the pressure off of Amari Cooper is the reason why he's taking he's getting all these looks and all these catches. Like Mm -hmm. there's a reason why your offense looks so great, is because the engine of that offense is Zeke Ezekiel Elliott. Right. He's gotta get paid to make sure Dak and Amari Cooper are successful.
1: I I think fair range, Dak no more than twenty three million a year. Yeah. Yeah, but, but then again, it's a
0: quarterback's market, man. I think you can get away with paying um, Dak Prescott and paying Zeke Elliott, but you just can't get away with paying all three of those guys.
1: Right, yeah. right. And then, I mean, I got the Redskins third. Dwayne Haskins, he fits. He's a purest thrower. But if you think just because of the salary cap implications of Alex Smith going down, he's really not that big of a salary cap hit. So... Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna. F- they're gonna finish third. There's a work in progress. Giants are bring up the rear. Uh, better, be- better luck next year, G men. But in my opinion, you're on your way. The little giants. <laughs>
0: hey,
1: that was a good movie. They surprised the Dallas Cowboys at the end too. <laughs> just saying. Just, just bring back the icebox.
0: Uh, next up, the NFC North. Um, I have. The Packers winning this. This is more about Aaron Rodgers' prove-it year, man. He he cannot, year in and year out, look as bad as he has last few years. This is the year he just goes out there, slings the ball all over the field. Um, he has his coach that he wants that will be an offensive mind that can be more, I guess, um, more flexible with the play calling than uh, McCarthy was. So this is only on Aaron Rodgers right now, man. He's going to come out slinging, and he's going to be a great fantasy stat stuffer. Hopefully that translates to some wins. Um, but with their defensive picks in that, in that draft for the Packers, with Rashawn Gray being the linebacker for the future, yeah. I think they will have some success and right. win that division. Secondly, I got the, uh, the Bears winning uh, second in that division. Um, I do like Mitch Trubisky developing some more this year. Um, I just don't see him taking a massive leap forward like a Pat Mahomes in second year or whatever it is, right? Uh, third, I have uh, the Vikings and fourth, the Detroit Lions.
1: All right. I'm going to go. I got Bears first. I'm going to go with uh, – I think Trubisky is going to take a bigger step than last season. I think last year a lot of people like Mike Florio was mm-hmm. saying that his last drive – to just get into field goal range. That was big. That, was that, big. that showed a lot. That was big. That, yeah. that sh- it wasn't just him running and gunning. He was making throws mm-hmm. and like on a rope and putting him in tight windows. I think he's going to take a huge step, especially with finally having stability at head coach with Matt Nagy. I think it's going to be huge. You know, Mike Davis, running back, they picked up a free agency. And then David Montgomery, if you look at the tape, he jumped out at me as a Kareem Hunt-esque. Uh, He can catch the ball. He's super explosive in his runs. I think they have a lot of potential in the running game in Chicago. And uh, I have them finishing first. Green Bay, I got second. They addressed a lot of their defensive issues. My only thing is I want to see how Aaron Rodgers is going to coexist with a first-year head coach that they – He likes movement and and shifting the formations, and you know, moving wide receivers to draw out the coverage that the defense is doing. And I think Aaron Rodgers has been on the record saying that he hates motion, so he's Mm going to have to go into that offense. What does he mean by hates motion? Just like moving, say uh, Marquez Valdez Scantlin, say if he was on the outside and you want to motion him over. Well,
0: how does it? How does he know what's man's zone if he doesn't motion backwards and and wide receivers?
1: that's just one of the the things that insiders have been saying is he's not a bigger he's not a big fan of motion. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a- Andy Benoit of the uh, Monday Morning Quarterback in Sports Illustrated he's pointed that out many a time with the Lafleur signing that. He's gonna to have to go in with an open mind. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna be taking some of the calls away from Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna to want to manage the game for Aaron, so he has less to do at the line of scrimmage, kind of a deal. Sure. So if he's willing to accept that, that's fine. I got Minnesota at three. The defense is still intact. They got Gary Kubiak. They're probably gonna be a more balanced offense with running and Dalvin Cook being a full year removed from knee surgery. Then I got Detroit being fourth. That's that's it. Yeah. I mean okay. TJ Hawkinson. They took him in the first round. He's going to have to perform because they passed out a lot of defensive prospects. I just hope he doesn't go the route of Eric Ebron when he was taken that high. So that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, the next up being the NFC South, uh, another division that is so competitive, man. Like, I, I really don't know at this point. It's a toss-up, truthfully. If I had to guess, um, I'm leaning towards the Falcons just because this division has been known to not have back-to-back winners. Like, the Saints won last year, so I, there's, a, there's a good chance they won't win it this year. Um, I like what, this, what the Falcons did in the draft. Um, I love their first two picks with uh, Kristen Storm and Caleb McGarry. Mm-hmm. Um, both are offensive tackles to help run uh, uh, Matt Ryan out some more. Um, their fourth-round pick being Kendall Sheffield from Ohio State. State. Um, John Kaminsky is a defensive end. They took in the fourth round as well. So a little bit of both, helping out on both ends of the field, helping out both uh, Matt Ryan and the defensive end, uh, defensive side of uh, the field as well. Um, but then again, it's a toss-up to the division, man. I think secondly, if I had to guess, will be in second position, will be the Saints. Um, probably third will be the Buccaneers, and fourth will be the Panthers. With the shocker being that um, Will Greer will actually play some games towards the end of the year. I think year. he's going to play some games I soon. Think we'll will, take him that high. I think the quarterback uh, that they selected in the draft this year, Will Greer, will play probably towards the end of the year. Um, if I had to guess, Cameron would probably get hurt halfway through again. Um, that shoulder recovery isn't going as planned, apparently.
1: Right. I mean, he's saying he feels good, but, I mean, we're at May 12th, and he still hasn't thrown a football yet. So, I mean, this could go the route of, you know, Andrew Luck two years ago, yep. where he's saying he's fine, and then they just kept getting dragged out to the point where he didn't play at all. Mm-hmm. Or this could be... Andrew Luck last season, where, yeah. all right, we're going to throw around high school football and work out Kings the first three weeks of the season. And then mm-hmm. we're just going to come on and, like gangbusters. But I'm with you. I think you're going to see Will Greer at some point.
0: And the final point, I can also see the Buccaneers coming out of this division. Man, they got great staffing. Uh, they got great coaching staffs all across the uh, mm-hmm. um, the team there. So I think they're a dark horse team in this division. Um, Jameis Winston's last year, truthfully, if he doesn't shine now with with, the, right. uh, with Bruce I mean, Arians, at this point,
1: he's going to be a free. If, if, if he sucks,
0: he's if, gone. If you're a quarterback and you can't make it with Bruce Arians, and you're not going to be in right. the NFL for long, so uh, this is going to be his last chance. And I think they could be a dark horse team, maybe borderline play. Team depending on how they start out,
1: right. The only thing is that defense. That that was another Jesus Christ. If you're playing fantasy football, you you got a guy going to up uh, going up against Tampa Bay. You're gonna feel pretty good. I think this is a Saints division to lose. I mean, they added uh, Jared Cook uh, to replace Ben Watson's production, and they really didn't have much of a tight end game, I guess you could say. Jared Cook is coming off a career year at Oakland, and I think uh, Sean Payne's going to use him to the fullest uh, extent. They took uh, center Eric McCoy in the draft. You know, this is a huge piece to fill because Max Unger retired in the offseason. And they added more safety depth with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, say that three times fast. And Saquon Hampton, I mean— you can't have enough depth at the safety position, especially in this division. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing in a dome most of the time. It's a track meet. And uh, I have the Panthers surprising some people. I got them second. Uh, they, they added Bruce Irving in the offseason. Will Greer, we already talked about, I think he's going to play more. Uh, Brian Burns is a, a good prospect, the outside linebacker. can also play the uh, the edge uh, as well, too. And I think he's going to learn a lot under Luke Keekley And Falcons. We, you know, we talked about the offensive line. you got to protect Matt Ryan at this point in the game. He needs time to throw the ball to, you know, Julio Jones. And I got the Bucks finishing fourth, but Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles, I mean, if anyone's going to find a way to make it work down in Florida, it's it's going to be these two guys. And Devin White is a huge pickup for them at linebacker in the draft, uh, one of the best linebacker prospect this sure. season mm-hmm. in the draft. So that's huge. Cool, cool. Uh, the final
0: um, division being the NFC West. Um Also, another division where a lot can pan out. I'm really interested to see what the Rams are going to do this year. I think they will have a Super Bowl hangover. I think this is uh, for a young team with McVay being a young head coach. I think coming off a Super Bowl loss like that, I think they're going to have a major, major hangover and probably not even make the playoffs truthfully. I think they're going to have a bad year. With that being said, I think the Seahawks are going to win this division with a close second coming in with the 49ers. I love what the 49ers did. I like their Quan Alexander pickup. I like that. The draft from Nick Bosa out of Ohio State. Can Jimmy G stay healthy? Uh, at the end of the day, um, I never had an issue with Jimmy G's athletic ability. I always had an issue with him um, staying on the field and not being hurt all the time. If he can stay healthy, I think there's a good chance they can make the playoffs as well. So it's, uh, it's more of a little bit of a toss-up between the Seahawks and 49ers, um, but I think the Rams will will uh, will regress and go down to third spot. Um, coming in in the rear, Kyle Murray dudes um, barely bigger than a garden gnome. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can throw over the offensive line. Um, I think Kingsbury will help him out and hide some of his deficiencies, but I still think he's not good enough to right. lead a playoff uh, team just yet.
1: Right. I mean, it, I just want to see how is he. Go- I've said it last week too. How is he going to do better? than Josh Rosen with essentially the same pieces and the same offensive line that had Rosen. I heard the stat somewhere. I think it was on Shocker Monday Morning Quarterback or somewhere on Twitter um, that Josh Rosen, his average time between the snap to either getting the ball out or getting sacked. Was about two seconds. Wow. So that was essentially a free rusher on every play for Josh Rosen. And I want to see how Murray's going to do with that. Um, I'm going to go 49ers first. I really like what they did in the offseason. And you're going to get a healthy Jimmy G. Jarek McKinnon, who... He tore, uh, tore his ACL up right in the middle of training camp. So he's going to be coming back uh, into week one with a fully healed ACL. Uh, so he'll be able to run a little bit more and cut a little bit more. He won't have to be that hesitant. Uh, Tevin Coleman, D Ford, and then you got Nick Bosa. I mean, I think they're probably the most short of that secondary, the most all-around team. The only thing is that defense was horribly, historically bad. I think they only had like seven turnovers last year sure so but nick
0: bosa and kwan alexander are going to help and d4 right. d4 Ford.
1: Ford as well right. you're going totally to be forgot about d4 i
0: mean like those three right there man like that's they'll help generate turnovers yeah, they're going to exactly. help create
1: pressure and the quarterbacks just want to get the ball out and richard sherman the other secondary guys they they should thrive if they don't get more than say nine interceptions as a team or nine turnovers and anyway, Them. Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's all going to come
0: down to Jimmy G's health, truthfully. Right,
1: right. And then uh, I got the Rams second. The, the, you know, they picked up Wetzel. Here's the telling thing for me is Malcolm Brown is the backup running back for Todd Gurley, and the Detroit Lions offered him a contract. He was res- a restricted free agent, and the uh, the Rams matched that, and he had to come back. Yeah. So I don't think they're fully confident in Gurley's you know, health, uh, and you know, strength in that knee mm-hmm. that, you know, he uh, he had a, an injury in college and now it, it flared up for the world to see in the Super Bowl and the playoff run and they lost CJ Anderson. So, I don't I don't really know what they're going to do. Uh they picked up a running back in Daryl Henderson from Memphis. So that that's going to add some more depth. I got the Seahawks at third and Kyler Murray you you bringing up the rear dude. Good good luck, Chuck. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Did you hear that story this week that apparently Sean McVay came out and said he overprepared for the Super Bowl?
1: I don't believe that. I mean, there th- there is a saying paralysis by analysis for a reason. Yeah. So, I mean, that I'm not – he could have probably watched two days' worth of tape. And yeah. I honestly think the same result would have happened. You know, you got Jared Goff looking at zero blitz the whole game, and he doesn't yeah. really know what yeah, the hell yeah, that yeah, is because yeah, yeah. nobody really ran zero blitz to, against him this I did, year.
0: I just found it funny because uh, there was some national reporter that, like, tweeted out that story. And it said, just what a min- min- millennial would say – I. I put in too much work, you know? Right. And I laughed really hard at that. I'm like, i dude don't even say shit like that. I just be like, we lost the game and it is what it is, you know?
1: Right. So No, I could I could buy that. The only thing I have with the Seahawks is I mean, short of Tyler Lockett, yeah, their their next receiver is DK Metcalf?
0: Yeah, DK Metcalf, and it's going to come down because to Baldwin
1: retired. For those of you that right, have followed, Baldwin, not retired. He got cut. Yeah, cut. Yeah,
0: Baldwin and both Cam Chancellor are officially done with the Seahawks. They both were field physical. Is that what the designation right. was? Right.
1: So Cam Chancellor, he was designated with a failed, uh, failed physical. I mean, he's essentially been retired, so mm-hmm. it's no okay, real yeah. shock. But Doug Baldwin was surprising because that signals the end of an era. Yep. He, you know, he's been battling issues. He had a shoulder and a knee, and this this off he's been dealing with a, a Groin issue from last season, and there's been rumors that he was going to retire, but by designating him failed with the uh, with the uh, with the physical, yeah. I th- from my understanding, they're able to keep their signing bonus money. Mm-hmm. So the team cut them, but they did them a favor by designating them with the failed physical instead of just outright cutting them, and you you don't have a fucking signing bonus anymore. So, cool. That's- I don't know, Lockett and DK Metcalf, again, they're going to be a run-heavy team. Well, that's my point, right? So
0: they're going to rely on the run game again this year. Um, They're going to run 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 play action down to DK Metcalf as much as possible that's the game plan they had last year um, some people were like why aren't they letting um, you know Russell Wilson throw more well because he didn't have the, he didn't have the weapons to throw it to so run the ball as much as possible right. have a good defensive uh, I mean, scheme that's as they well the
1: Super Bowl 2 was just feed yeah. Marshawn Lynch yeah, yeah.
0: I'm glad you brought Marshawn Lynch because I have a story for you about Marshawn Lynch did you hear about this well, about
1: what the uh, AAF Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The so promo. the just paid in quarters
0: <laughs> the gist was um, apparently Charlie I was on the AAF were like, hey, buddy, why don't you come do, a, do an interview with us? And when you do interviews, you generally don't get money. But for some reason, Marshawn Lynch was like, all right, sure, why not? I'll do it for $5,000. And the AAF agreed to it. And once they presented him with a check, Marshawn Lynch was like, no, 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 no. I want this
1: all in quarters. Ever did it. and ever saw agreed he was like I I'll pay you twenty thousand quarters. Who the fuck? That was, was a great article. I don't know if you read that in the follow up by Connor or that was a, that was a great <laughs> article the, because then the you have you have like a failed attempt to get uh, Bill uh, Bill Murray to do a, a promo for them during the Super Bowl or just after and uh, I think Bill Murray was quoted saying oh well, let me check my horoscope and he never got back to the league so
0: that's that's a bad look but uh, it's just. Uh, I find that funny because that's the ultimate Marshawn Lynch story. Right, is that is the ultimate Marshawn or... Lynch story. I just, I, I, saw that, and I just laughed. I was like, "What the fuck, dude? Come yeah. on, you know." Um, but yeah, that's that's the wrap on that, bro. Um, get ready for football, man. Likewise, you can't come here close uh, soon enough, you
1: know. Yes, sir. It's gonna be good. You heard our tentative picks here first.
0: Yeah, and these and don't hold us don't hold us to these picks, people. Like it's it's the middle of May. We have so much to get through. Um, our official picks will come on the weekend before the kickoff of the NFL season. That's when we make all our picks. That's when all the injuries that have taken place in training camp. That's when all the cuts have taken place. And that's when you have a good idea of um, when you can make a prediction for an NFL team. Um, and even truthfully, in my personal experience, the last like five or six years. It wasn't until four games in is when I realized that's when you can make a good judgment about what's going to happen. Um, four games in, everybody seems to get their, their sea legs. Everybody seems to get their feel. Everybody gets their mojo. going. You start to see which teams are good, which teams aren't that good. And four games in, 25% of the season is when you have a good idea of what's going to happen for the rest of the mm. season.
1: So. It's going to be interesting. Well, We'll break down our tentative win-losses as we get closer to the kickoff of the year, but... That's That's our, our tent of stuff right here.
0: Cool, cool, awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining in. I will give it to the Puma here to give us the plugs.
1: Yeah, so the plugs, the plugs. You can find us on Pro Football on Facebook at Pro Football Radio Podcast, Instagram, Pro Football Radio Podcast, Twitter, PFR Podcast, myself, Brando underscore Puma, Puma on the Puma. Twitter machine, Puma, <laughs> Brando underscore Are you Puma, Puma? <laughs> on the Twitter machine, Jay Chima at Jay Chima. Otherwise, you have any questions, comments, takes you want us to, you know, air out on here? Hit us, uh, hit us up with a message by all means. This is your podcast. Get involved. We want to hear from you guys. And uh, do we have any questions this week or no? Was like we had, we had like one or two. One of them was uh, fantasy wise. Yeah. Should we
0: hold off for for next week or do you want to do them right now? I mean,
1: how much time? Where are we had in time?
0: We well, only like got fifty six minutes. Let's do the
1: fantasy one. Fuck it. Let's do it. All right. So from uh, Blake the eight hundred two. His question was You know, for fantasy football, what do you think are the top two uh, positions? Uh, you know, not top two, but like top two players at each position. So name, give me two quarterbacks, two oh, Okay. Backs, All right. So I'll start. I'll
0: start with the quarterbacks. Um, for me, it's gonna be Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers, just because there's been so much shit talking about those guys this off season. They gotta come out and perform. Uh, for those two guys, they gotta come out and light the world on fire to show everybody their worth. So Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers will be my two quarterbacks you should target in the draft.
1: Okay. What about wide receiver?
0: Uh, wide receivers wide receivers wide receivers Julio um, Jones always love Julio Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I'm always big on Odell Beckham Jr. so I think those two will be my two wide receivers um, running backs running backs running backs mm, I should be more prepared for this I totally forgot we had this question Where <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's a little too early for, uh, for uh, Saquon Barkley, definitely in Z-Call yeah, easy Where right you there go. you know what I'm saying those two and then tight end um, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league right now safe bet right there um, and then what else we're we missing defense
1: I mean you got well, well tight end is kind of thin yeah but just Kelsey it, in my opinion at tight end you got Kelsey and then George Kittle mm-hmm. I think George Kittle might be it's close but mm-hmm. I think he's a little bit better than Zach Ertz mm-hmm. um, and then yeah defense I could, I could give a shit about a kicker Yeah. yeah. but uh, defense what do you think uh,
0: defense defense defense. Best, defense best defense in the league next year will be I'll go with the Jets defense why not I could throw out there. Take a little shot. Five picks.
1: Quarterback, uh, Pat Mahomes. I I think he's still going to produce. And then uh, Deshaun Watson. They made a concerted effort to protect, air quote, again, protect the investment uh, with the with what they did in the draft. I think those are going to be your top two quarterbacks in the uh, fantasy football this year. Running back Saquon Barkley, and I'm with you, Zeke Elliott. Third for me though is going to be Christian McCaffrey. Oh, just because they're just force feeding them. I mean. No. They really don't have a whole lot of pass catchers there. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receiver, Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. Hop is, like, matchup proof. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He's going to get the ball. He's super reliable. You know, death taxes, DeAndre Hopkins coming down with the ball. Um, tight end, like I said, I got Travis Kelsey and uh, George Kittle. His uh, tight end is the target. And defense, going to go Jacksonville still. And the Bears, second. They're still going to be one of the top. Bears. They're going to be one of the top defenses, but they lost Vic Fangio. Uh, He went from defensive coordinator to head coach of uh, the Denver Broncos. They got Chuck Pagano as their new defensive coordinator. So, they're still in good hands, but I want to see what Chuck is going to do that Vic Fangio well, like, did not do. Vic was super elaborate and, you know, des- super designs with his blitz packages and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see. Those are what I would target.
0: Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, obviously, we'll have a lot more football, uh, fancy football coverage as the season comes around. We'll have the profile radio, fantasy Football League as well.
1: Oh, yes. We need
0: eight dedicated listeners that will join us in our league. Um, and other than that, that's all I have. You want to do the. Uh, did you fired one last time? I see you. I see you getting the echo bun going there.
1: Yeah. So let me let me do the plugs one more time. So Facebook, Instagram, P, uh, Pro Football Radio Podcast, Twitter, PFR Podcast, Brando underscore Puma on the Twitter, Jay Chima at Jay and for our boy Freddie, true friend of the podcast, Freddie,
0: you're
1: fired.
0: God, I felt that on my chest.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> bye, amigos.